Welcome to the number one Niantic Censored Pokemon Go podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know if you even caught that joke there, Joe. Was the music too loud? I heard you. I saw you adjust <laughs> your headphones. I'll do that again. Welcome to the number one Niantic Censored podcast. <laughs> I am Charles McFall, and uh, that is at Joseph underscore Ard. And I am nothing if not uh, deliberate with hammering home bad jokes. So, yeah, man, it's been a week, and we've had some experiences, and I know we got some controversies to talk about. But first, let's talk about what we actually enjoy and why we play the game. And in this particular case, I got some new stuff, and I'm very happy. Uh, I got one singular, one uh, uh, what's it called once in the wild? Just wild, right in the wild. Clauncher. I caught a clauncher oh, nice. the other day. Yeah, man. It was the first one I've seen. Now, I've got another experience to say. Raid Hour was very good to me yesterday because, uh, uh, of course, Raid Hour across the nation is at different times. So I had a three-hour Raid Hour last night because <laughs> I have done the secret to getting invites, which is one rock out of pot. Because even Brian Ebbett asked me tonight, <laughs> which I knew he had to ask because he's like, well, this doesn't make any sense. Did, did, did you unfriend me? Because I don't see you on my list. I had to say, oh, yeah, no, it's one rock guy because I'm – somewhat gaming the system right i want those invites i want to get up to the front of the list so and of course he laughed at it whatever but uh, hey it works uh, yeah no it, it works i had a three hour raid hour yesterday it absolutely works uh, but what about you josh so you've got your your screen popped up here for your experiences i see one special well, i'll let you talk about yeah. it well, that one I actually caught on air last week. I mentioned that I caught a shiny, but I don't think I actually mentioned on, on no. the show yeah. that it was a it was a shiny Porygon that I nabbed last week. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I do remember you saying shiny, but you're yeah, you did not detail it. <laughs> um, and then I've got I got a few Dialga. I caught myself a shiny Ammonite as well. Um, nice. Not not a bad week at all. Not a bad week at all. So. Yeah, I've got, I was trying to catch a bunch of Cranidos as well because uh, gotta love me some Cranidos. Did you? Have I, you got I, the? I didn't the, get a shiny one though. Have you gotten? Yeah, you have. I see you have gotten the evolution done. Yeah, oh, no, Rampardos, I haven't gotten yeah. a shiny either uh, of anything uh, um, in the wild. And actually, I'm about to do my shiny search right now to see because I've been using the. Uh, um, did I tell you I got a shiny Onyx? Don't when was my date so? on that? 7.30. Oh, no, I guess I did it through the timed research. That's it. I told, uh, no, I did. I told Squid is a beast, right? Because Squid was hitting us up over that time right. research. That's right. You tweeted it. You tweeted it yes, out. Yes, yeah. that's where it was. So, yeah, during the timed research, uh, of course, our buddy Squid is out there saying, you know, hey, you know, well, here's where I am. Where are you guys? It's, it's a great community building thing where he likes to connect through Twitter. And so when normally I use, you know, I save my stuff for the show. But I thought it'd be a really cool touch, and it was that. Yeah, when I finished that time research, the onyx that showed up was a shiny onyx, so that was very very cool, and lots of great invites. Yeah, I played with a lot of good people last night for the the Dialga, uh, but you know how? You know what? I'm going to ask you, Joe. It's been a couple of years. We've been doing this for a little while. Who would you say is one of the most Influence for us specifically, like for me and you specifically, who has influenced changes in this show from day one the most as a listener? Changes in the show, like cool, you know, ah. just just really helped us out. 
did some amazing things. Uh, probably Barry. All right, yeah, Barry's close. Barry's close. But before who were, Barry, who were you thinking? Before, before Barry. Barry, are you thinking Paul? Paul Puck, right? I had uh, the I, Paul Puck gotcha. Uh, and he definitely made sure I, we were taken care of for the. Not that Barry's bad, but I was trying to lead to Paul. So Barry, just fast forward. Don't feel bad. Um, but yeah, no, Paul. Paul is awesome. Yeah, Paul Puck's great, and I've been meaning to catch up with him recently just to touch base. He and I have talked uh, outside the game a number of times. Uh, apparently, it's been a year though, uh, because I looked. I went to message him in Discord after he, he and I raided the other night, and. Uh, you know, oh, he invited you to a raid? That's he awesome. did, yeah, yeah. So uh, he invited me to a raid, and he's a Dalgun, and, and he's invited me to one or two, and I've missed them. So it was cool that he invited me to this one. And I went to message, and I realized in Discord it had been over a year since he, he and I talked. So, Paul, if you're still listening, I apologize. That was definitely not intentional. Um, and uh, I know you don't harbor any hard feelings. It doesn't look like But he has yet again changed the course of this show, Joseph. Oh, really? Yes. And his invite to this Dalga raid, he got my first and only shiny Dalga. (laughs) There you go. And it's called Diapuck. (laughs) Because I don't know how to put his name together with Dalga. So it's Dalapuck. Dalapuck. That would be it. (laughs) Dalapuck. But yeah, man, I got a shiny Dalga this week because of Paul Puck. So I very much uh, appreciate that. So... I have got. Too bad it wasn't a Palkia. It could have become a, a Palkia. Oh, well, Paul, you 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 see it coming, man. A shiny you see Palkia it coming. Uh, so last week's date for the show was what, Joseph? Uh, last Not the twenty third, because we already the twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Thank you, sir. Uh, during all of our real life talk, we could at least I could at least gotten that done. Okay, so on the 29th, I'm not sure if we hit this one, but uh, Mac825, who I did some raids with yesterday, multiple raids with yesterday, Shiny Cranido, Shiny Throw, Dialgus times two, uh, Kabuto, Rampardos, and the, oh no, the Rampardos is not Shiny, Rampardos is a Hundo, it looks like, and a Hundo Voltorb, so that was very cool. Uh, Nolte, of course, not to be upstaged. Anarith, four shiny Dialgas, a ball toy, Ammonite, and unknown, and then a Hundo fletching. So, yeah, we did talk about those, I think, a little bit. So, all right, kittens and knives. Got them, got them, uh, uh, shiny Beldum. That's hard. It's always hard for me to figure out if that's shiny because the, the sparkles are so tiny in the background, and well, if it does not really change color. the color all that much. No, his color changed quite a bit. Joe, you realize how much zoom you just had to do Be- on stream no. to even see it? No, Be- uh, Beldum is a is a dark blue. Shiny Beldum is silver. You know that's on the same spectrum, right? I mean, show me, show me regular Beldum. Show me regular Beldum. You can't. All right, all right old man's up. <laughs> Got a shiny Dude, Ammonite. Look, uh, look I can that. talk. That's very different. Mm, very or kind of. I, it it looks very, very different to me. Kind of. Look, you don't okay. even have a Seven Eleven. You you don't hold any weight with me. You're no cheeky Nashville. Hey, look who's in chat. Squid is the beast. Hey, Squid. We were just talking about you, Squid. Talking about how you give updates on Twitter about how you go through the chapters, and and I was happy to share with you that I got the the shiny Ammonite this week. So glad to see you. It's awesome. Uh, Omed Tup 
is where I'm at. It's got uh, a shiny Ammonite and a shiny Sheldon. Uh, oh, and then, then Barry got in and gave his experiences of the month. Uh, seeing us for GoFest is always the highlight of his year. Thank you, Barry. Um, and then, oh, it's right. He only did like three hours of sleep getting on that flight and then uh, drove to the house. Uh, and yeah, I got Yeah, because he was at a wedding the night before yep. and then got up at 3 a.m. to catch a 6 a.m. flight to come to Atlanta and play with us on on sunday and then he left monday yeah he did some some remote meetings and then flew uh back to chicago yeah oh man i think uh barry uh, leveled up to 45 uh during this last couple of weeks and of course you were with him for the airbnb fiasco uh i oh, got yeah. the the come up to the hyatt and do all the stuff and it was good and it was fun for me old man tup I'm assuming he caught it, but the picture is where he engaged with a shiny Magnemite, which I thought about shiny checking the other night, and I just, I had other things going on, I just didn't do it. I think uh, my favorite part about shiny Magnemite is actually the magnets on the side having the black tips instead of the blue and red. I gotcha. Man, Cliff, leave me alone. I need Sierra. I literally need Sierra, <laughs> and I can finish that old, old mission of battling the leaders. And I can't seem to get her to show up. Arlone and Cliff keep bugging me. Uh, Michael, or Mac, rather. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mac. A shiny Mac. Ammonite. And then a Hundo Cranidos and a shiny Ball Toy. And then we've got uh, Kittens and Knives. I just love saying it. I know what it is. I just, it, I just Kittens and Knives now. I dig it. A shiny Jinx. Shiny Pikachu? I, I could see Meowth pulling a knife in a fight. Just saying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a hun- almost Hundo. Oh, wait, that's a that's PvP. A that's a good PvP Greninja. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's showing off there. Got yeah, a, a near-perfect uh, for Great League, Froakie. Why does it say uh, for Greninja on the show, on the thing? Froakie, well, that's not Froakie. Greninja, but it says Greninja, so I'm going to go away and say for Greninja. No, no, no. So you're supposed to – It's if you evolve it to Greninja and you power it up, it's it's near perfect for PvP for Great League. Okay, the, that's the number, what it's saying. It's the the number two best IVs for Who does Great number League, two work for? Hallowed um, <laughs> Robin. Dr. Evil. Yes. Hallowed Robin <laughs> has uh, Shiny Meowth, Yalga, Goldeen, Wish, Wish, Wish. Wow, that stupid Whisper. thing. And Lillipop. Nolte, oh, every time somebody posts a shiny in the chat, Nolte's like, slam, I'm not going to be undone. This guy's Porygon and Kranidos, which I do Pretty like slow that for Nolte. It is. Only two, Nolte? Only two. And it's not even summertime for you. Come on, man. Get it together. Their winter is still like 80 degrees Celsius or some crazy temperature. I don't know. Well, and basically every living thing there is trying to kill them down in Australia. Uh, we can bless the rains in Africa, but screw those guys in Australia. They're going to die between forest <laughs> fires, the sun, just hating them and everything trying to kill them. I don't, I don't even understand why you're there anymore. Uh, and you can probably say the same for Georgia, but you know, we are what we are. Right. So I, I know we kind of buzzed through that fairly quickly because we have a big seg- couple big segments coming up that I wanted to get to. So let's do the first one. So, Joe, you had a really good discussion 
question last week. If Niantic makes another Pokemon Go exclusive Pokemon like the Meltan, Melmetal, what should it look like? Uh, and uh, Dooley MTV says, how about <laughs> Covertus? <laughs> Looks like a giant Corona cell, uh, which, of course, be fire poison type. Fire because of the fever, poison because of COVID. Uh, 400 candies. He's, you're an idiot. 400 candies. <laughs> you can evolve it to Co-Delta, oh, the Delta Pokemon. Uh, we need one more ghost-exclusive Pokemon, Vaxinon, Vaxinion. The vaccine Pokemon would be ground type, which would make it four times effective against Covidus Co-Delta. <laughs> Uh, and Mac 825 says, I'll back Dooley with this option. I'm not a fan of exclusive things. How does COVID work? Does it just show up in your bag? Do you actually have to try and get it? <laughs> the sad fact about Vaccinion is only about half the population will want it. So it'll have almost no trade value. <laughs> oh man. Joe, oh, what, what that was obviously not we, your goal. And with we this actually question. had a comment in, uh in discord as well yeah we did um so coach kev um him and i both forgot that this already existed but i thought it was a wonderful idea if it didn't already exist uh is that um it would be awesome if pokemon go had rotom cell phone form but they this rotom phone form was introduced in sword and shield so but yeah no, that would be an awesome idea that they should well, bring they into are, the game. Anyway, there's a Rotom but, cell phone. Because yeah, somebody posted that yeah. link there, and that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's in the game. It's in, it, it's Sword and Shield. It was introduced. So Gotcha. Um, so what is yours, Joe? Oh, man. So we've got Meltan and Melmetal, who are based on kind of an, a sentient nut, I guess, if you will, like a, a, a bolt, a nut. And so going along those lines, um, you want Almond Joy to sponsor the game? Huh? You want Almond Joy to sponsor the game? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be yummy. Um, well, clearly they need, uh, a screwdriver so that Niantic can screw us over again. I mean, um, Nothing, nothing, Charles, nothing out of you. Not even a chuckle. You know, you got to work harder, man. Come on. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of actually agree with Mac in the fact that not a fan of exclusive things like yeah. Meltan and Melmetal. It was it was neat because of the shock value. You know, they just started popping up. Granted, when they first popped up in Pokemon Go, they all turned into Ditto. But, yeah, that was glitch. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, it wasn't glitch. It was it was intentional. Oh, that's as right. Because it, it was some kind of trick thing. just to promote it. Yeah, which is that was the worst. Yeah, and and, um, and that's actually not the only Pokemon that they've teased us with. That when it was out, just turned into Ditto. They actually did that with Kecleon briefly in I think it was New Zealand and maybe Australia as well. Um, Kecleon is still not in the game. And that was a couple of years ago that they did that. And so, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things that I would love to see as Pokemon, 
whether or not they would be Pokemon Go specific is a different story. You know what I mean? Like, I would love to see a real Red Panda Pokemon instead of the Red Panda plushie that we got. Yeah. Because Red Pandas are my favorite Pokemon and or my favorite animal, and I really don't care for the Red Panda Pokemon they put into the game. Uh, but Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's plenty of animals that I would love to see put into the game. There's plenty of really, really weird real-world animals that would make excellent Pokemon. What do you think? I, you know, you've got things like Drift Balloon, so, and, and, and Cling and Clang, or Clink and Clank, or whatever it is. You know, I don't know that they're caring about real-world animals as much as you are, uh, but for me, I want to go full-on sell-your-soul-out commercialism because kids these days don't know who Grimace is. I want Grimace in the game as an exclusive to Pokemon Go. I could catch him, and his candies are in the shape of Big Macs. Right, that's that's what I want to see in the game, uh, because I miss I miss the mascots I grew up with. Man, the Hamburglar, Grimace, that weird bird girl that I can't remember her name from McDonald's. You know, um, yeah, that's. Other than that, I mean, it's it's. I just I I can't even wrap my mind around how they pick what they pick sometimes. So that that's that's where I would go. Well, and a lot of times they go with mythology rather than real, like actual real world to real world things, uh, which is fine. You know, that's that makes it interesting and creative. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Now I'm having to do the, the purge Pokemon Go edition right now because I, I think I said this to you personally not that long ago. I was like, why do I? The filthy casual have 500 freaking Pokemon in my bag. I'm not really on PVP, so I know to keep, if I'm going to keep some stuff, it'll be a thousand and above. But really, it just because it looks cool doesn't mean I really need to keep it. Shinies, yeah. You know, I'm going to have my shinies, and you can trade those, and they have a good trade value and those kind of things. But it, it's, Whew, it, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know why I'm doing it, so I'm doing the Pokemon Purge tonight and going through and just cutting things out of my bag because I don't have any use for 500 Pokemon. And as I say that, Joe, I'm going to ask you that question before we go into the next segment. How many Pokemon do you have permanently living in your bag? I mean, permanently is a relative term because I could just go through and candy but they're not but you're not but but i i currently have over 3k pokemon in my bag why what are you gonna do with that so how much bag space do you have 550 i have 194 unknowns why there's only 26 (laughs) 28 letters depending on how i know i know i know i just i'm a hoarder yeah I, it, I you do you don't let never anybody never let me try to to take away from you that's not what i'm trying to do but it does blow my mind and i, I had to say that so now some of it i hold on to because i'm not sure what the evolution is like have i evolved it yet so on and so forth 
Uh, some of, of course, shinies I keep. Like, I've got three Ursa rings, and that's from the early days when, one, the bear was introduced into the game. Like, dude, that's my, my jam right there. I'm a bear. Let me do the bear. And then two, Ursa ring was one of the few things that could shred a Chansey in one of those condominium high-rises that they set up as gems back then. And so I could get through one. Once I finally got my Ursa ring and powered, powered them up, I could finally help take down a gym and, and take up my own chance and put it in there and nobody could touch it. Uh, type of that. Those were the days. Those were the days of crap, but they were the days. Uh, but yeah, I mean, why do I have three of them? Why do I have nine Mewtwo's? I'm not going to use them. You know, this is the stuff I'm asking myself. So I'm working on that. And I'm only a few thousand points away from uh, getting level 41. So in the next couple of weeks, perhaps uh, I'll hit that. I'll actually give you a real number in just a minute. But Joe, unless you got something else to throw in here, we're going to go ahead and hit uh, Dennis's segment. Let's go ahead and hit Dennis. Yeah, let's hit him. Let's hit him in the <laughs> face. Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Dennis, come on, man. Hello, everybody. It is I, Dennis, the world's most okay DM here with some tips and tricks of Pokemon. Now, uh, first things first. I think I recall saying something along the lines of, I don't see what the big deal is about them reducing the Pokestop distance. And then they did it. And now I'm on the bandwagon of, change it back, change it back. Because it seems really stupid when it looks like on my screen I'm two feet away from a Pokestop that's in somebody's like yard, and I can't spin it like I used to. And instead I have to like trespass through their property in order to get to it not a big fan of that uh it seems like niantic is getting a ton of blowback though so here's hoping they change their freaking minds and put it back the way it's supposed to be also uh tomorrow i think it is ultra unlock part two comes out I don't really see a whole lot of stuff in there that interests me but the unlock part three has some really interesting little tidbits so we have the two Gen 8 Legendaries coming out, which is cool, because, you know, new Legendaries. Although, I, is it just me, or is it kind of weird that there are still Pokemon from, like, way, 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 way before this generations that still haven't come out yet? There's, like, a Chameleon one that still hasn't been released in, like, the first couple Gens? It's kind of weird. Like, let me, let me release all the Pokemon in a generation and and then do that. Yeah! Yeah! I don't yeah, know. Pokemon showing up in the wild. We're also getting some new ones as well. The uh, Squavette, Wooloo, and Phalanx. So those are new. We've never gotten those before. Trubbish. Eh, everybody's got a lot of Trubbish. But the one that you should keep your eye on is the Darumaka Galarian form. That's the snow or ice version. And that one, whenever they give it its Zen mode, is the best ice attacker in the entire game. So I would recommend farming the absolute crap out of that because, as it currently stands, I think the only way you can get it is through 7-kilometer eggs, and I've never gotten one before. So I'm going to farm the crap out of it for the two weeks that this uh, event's going on. So I recommend you do as well. Speaking of 7-kilometer eggs, you might want to watch out for the uh, Galarian Meowth and the Galarian Zigzagoon because those two are also pretty insane in pvp uh the galarian slowpoke actually is really really good too because it's a poison and psychic type instead of a 
water psychic type, so it doesn't have the same sort of weaknesses that the, uh, the original version has. Poison is fairly useful in certain circles. And then, of course, the Galarian Stunfisk, because it's always really, really good, and I'll get to that in a second. But yeah, so that's all I'm going to cover as far as that goes. Now, my tips and tricks this time are going to deal specifically with PvP. So I've been doing a little bit of PvP recently, and I've been kind of disappointed with my results. Not getting nearly as many legendary uh, encounters like I used to. I think I have like 30 Yveltals, and like I ended up deleting like 40 of the... Uh, Therian form Landorus, I believe. So, uh, but this time around, barely got any. I think I might have gotten. I know I got less than ten Dialga, which is sad, and I didn't get any shinies, which is also sad. But uh, my new method of not having to deal with annoying people is to just lose five games in a row five times and just do that over and over and over and tank my rating score so it goes all the way down to like 200 and then win three lose two win three lose two or win four lose one because when you get four wins you get that uh that rainbow that sweet sweet rainbow candy <laughs> if you're <laughs> new to pvp right or interested in pvp there is a couple strategies that you need to keep in mind that i i think make things interesting and it's very very satisfying if you can pull it off those two things that i'm going to talk about the sack switch and the shield bait. Now, sack switch means basically sacrificial switch. So when you get a Pokemon that's really, really low health, one strategy that people will use is they will switch to a different Pokemon and then keep going about their business. Then when you're all out of shields and it's very hectic and you're down to your last Pokemon and you know for a fact that that guy's going to be using his special, if you can count it exactly... Right before he's about to launch his special, you can switch back over to the one with no health remaining, and it will eat the charge move, which most times will then give your regular Pokemon the ability, the one with more health, the ability to basically whittle down or take out the opponent. It's really, really satisfying, and it's really annoying when they do it against you. There are a couple of ways around it, but most of the time, you sort of have to be careful. So... If you are on the attack and you notice that somebody has swapped off of a Pokemon with very, very little health, be very careful when you're using your charge moves towards the end of that. In fact, you may want to just spam your attack a little bit further beyond what you need because of the fact that people like to count moves and, well, if you do like a abnormal count or abnormal number of hits on your move, your fast attack then it'll throw them for a loop, and they'll switch, and then you'll just ping down the other one with no problem. They switch back, you charge move them, they're done, boop, you win. So that's pretty fun. It's it's difficult to get the hang of, but it's something to keep in mind. The other thing I want to talk about is shield baiting. Shield baiting is, it comes in a couple different forms. So shield baiting is when you're fighting somebody else, and, you know, you're trying to bait out their shields. The whole point is you want to get to a shield advantage. Right. So let's say, for instance, it's Dialga of the opponent, and I have a Galarian Stunfisk. Now, if you are interested in doing PvP, I highly recommend getting two charge moves instead of just one. It gives your Pokemon a lot more uh, sort of flexibility in a fight. Also a bit of range as well. So my Galarian Stunfisk uses Mudshot as the fast attack because it charges things like crazy. And then the charged moves, I have Rock Slide and Earthquake. Now, against a Dialga, 
Earthquake is your better move. A, it's a nuke, so it's going to deal a ton of damage, but also Dialga is weak to ground attacks, so it's going to take a lot of damage. But let's just say we're, we're just starting off the fight. So everybody's got two shields. What I will do, because what I want to do is bait out that shield, Rock Slide charges much, much quicker, but doesn't do any damage. So what I do is I use my fast attack until I get to the point where Earthquake is usable, and then I use Rock Slide instead. Now, you might be thinking, why would you do that? Well, you do that, it wastes the shield, and you still have energy you know, stacked up from either your Rock Slide or, your, you know, on your way up to your next Earthquake. So you can then mess around with it again. My favorite thing is, and this happens all the time, so again, let's use the Dialga instance. So starting off the fight, everybody's got both shields. Cool beans. All right. Doing my fast attack, get up to Earthquake, hit the Rock Slide. They shield it. It turns blue to indicate to them it is a not very effective move. So then I start using my fast attack again. Get to Earthquake. This time I use the Earthquake. Them, thinking that all I'm going to use are rock slides, don't shield, and then the Earthquake one-shots the Pokemon. That is incredibly satisfying to just <laughs> one-shot a Pokemon with something that's super effective because they thought that you were going to use, you know, a different type of move that wasn't going to be very effective. So they thought they'd save a shield, not take very much damage, but instead their Pokemon basically gets completely trounced, and then you have a much easier street to victory. The other way you can deal with it... Now, not everybody's going to do this, though. Some people are just going to shield twice in a row, blah, blah, blah. So that's where having a Pokemon like Galarian Stunfisk with Rock Slide is handy because you hit that charge move pretty quick. If you want another Pokemon... That is super, super strong, especially in the Great and Ultra Leagues. Politoed. If you're going for uh, Great League, I recommend Shadow Politoed. If you're going for Ultra League, I recommend Regular Politoed. PvP Poke has them ranked, you know, that way for whatever reason. But Politoed has one move called Weather Ball. It's a water attack. But it is spammy as crap because... Politoed can also have Mudshot, which charges things very quickly. And Weatherball has a very low charge. So we're talking three or four attacks, you can do your next move. Three or four attacks, do your next move. Three or four attacks, do your next move. So you can burn through people's shields super, super fast if they are the type that like to, you know, use their shields immediately. So yeah, so that's just a couple tips and tricks as far as, you know, trying to get into PvP, what to do with shields and things like that. Anywho, that's all for me. You can find me over on all social media at World's Most OKS DM, except for Twitter, which is World's OKS DM. I have a Patreon for all my comic book stuff. Patreon.com slash Hivehead Studios. Speaking of Hivehead Studios, my Kickstarter is going live September 3rd, 2021, which just so happens to be the first day of Dragon Con. Yes, indeed. <laughs> if you happen to be at Dragon Con and you're going to be a backer of the Kickstarter, Come and find me on one of the many, many, many panels I'm doing, and I will give you a free sticker. Two. And we'll take a picture together that I'll He's post online. Two. But if you're not going to Dragon Con, you can go to HiveheadStudios.com, and that will redirect you to the Kickstarter sort of preview page for right now, so you can sign up for a reminder. So that way, when the Kickstarter does go live, you'll be notified. When... The Kickstarter goes live. I'm going to change the redirect over to the actual Kickstarter page, so you could just keep using the same link. 
Also, I do another weird, crazy podcast called Botched, a D&D podcast. It is definitely not safe for work, and it's definitely more adult-oriented. We'll be doing our live show at DragonCon, and we've got a big, big surprise for anybody who attends. So yeah, thanks to everybody. Back to the show. Take care. Bye-bye. Trust me, some of those surprises you you, you don't want. <laughs> All right. The Pokemon Go podcast is made possible 100% by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash Pokemon Go podcast. All right. Yeah, we're back in. I, I, I didn't get the music set and that's okay. You know, Mike on the podcast, Mike will talk about Patreon for us. And here on the, the live show, we're just going to keep on keeping on. I guess we could have ran a commercial on that, but we didn't. What are you fighting against? What is that Pokemon that you just defeated? Uh, Unpheasant? Yeah, something like that. I, I can't remember. I don't know. I've heard of that one. That's that's cool. All right, Joe. So now the, the next big flying, section that we got into is a community open letter to Niantic while you battle that out. Oh, TLDR. This is on the self road. This is actually posted by user Louie MD, uh, L E W Y M D, uh, Pokemoners. Uh, he's part of a group Pokemoners, Burnmouth, Burnmouth Pool, I think, which sounds like Australian areas. I don't know. All right, this post is making collaboration with several YouTubers, news organizations, and other Pokemon Go talent. Not this talent. Well, I guess, you know, we're not talent because nobody reached out to us. <laughs> uh, but dear Niantic, the community and creators alike wish to voice our concern at this point with recent changes through the Pokestop interaction radius reduction in Pokemon Go. This is what Dennis was talking about. While the Pokestop POI interaction radius was increased due to the unprecedented global, pan- global pandemic, the flow on effect, the flow on effects of this game and game change have had far greater positive impact on the community. The increased Pokestop interaction radius created the following benefits for trainers worldwide. Safety. Not needing to cross dangerous roads to reach and interact with points of interest. Not need quality fingers needing to trespass on private property to reach or interact with the point of interest, which Dennis was just talking about, right? Provided, provided the ability to play and interact with sheltered shared location, like under trees, awnings, or shelters to avoid hazardous weather and conditions. Playing from a safe location and not entering areas that would be detrimental to personal safety. This includes preventing a risk to safety via interpersonal crimes, the theft, environmental hazards, dangerous locations, etc. And general personal safety for social distancing during the ongoing pandemic. Accessibility. Um, I'm not going to read all the links, but this isn't that long. Now, I'm just going to read it verbatim. Real, uh, real quick. Okay. I just want to mention one thing. So this change, they cut the distance in half. So... During uh, the uh, before this change, so when it was increased, it was 80 meters was how far away you could be to spin a stop. Okay. okay? Uh, now it is 40, so it's cut in half. So just to put some actual numbers on it, what we're talking about here is that is the distance. Before they expanded it, what was the distance? Was it 40? It was forty. Okay, yeah. so they they did what they said they were going to do, just reduced it back down to to what it was before the expansion. Okay, so accessibility. 
Many disabled trainers can now interact with locations that previously excluded them from the Pokemon Go community. This includes interacting with gyms and Pokestops that would otherwise be inaccessible due to stairs, steep inclines, or other physical barriers. Barriers. All while being very generously within visual range of the point of interest. Uh, and a real quick point. I remember some early days of Pokemon where it was raining and there's a big graveyard. It's like, oh, there's a shadow or something I need to go fight in this graveyard. So I drove my car around the graveyard, which normally you can do, right? Now it was paved. I could do that. But I was so far away on the paved path that I had to get out of my car in the rain, walk across and it wasn't clearly marked so i didn't know if i was being disrespectful and stepping on graves or if i was walking on appropriate walking path but it was it was uncomfortable and it was raining just to catch that one thing so that and then i remember that grass is one of those raised areas where if you're in a wheelchair the likelihood of you getting out in the rain into the wheelchair by yourself which people do that all the time but then going up this a foot and a half, two foot, you know, monument block that, that made this a raised area wasn't going to happen. So I get that. Going back to the letter, trainers with autism and sensory conditions could engage with the community from a more accommodating distance, allowing them to play with the community, but not be overwhelmed by large crowds or triggering locations. And trainers with young children or in a position of care can more safely interact with points of interest while maintaining a safe environment for those in their care. I actually have done that too with my kids is, you know, I went to a raid battle and kept them with me, but you know, kept an eye on them while we're doing it where i could have just stayed at the car with my kids at that particular moment all right respect this is back to the letter respect greater courtesy and respect to non-trainers in the community by way of not crowding or blocking entry to businesses private property playgrounds emergency services places of worship or memorials and when, let me tell you, when they say emergency services, they're talking fire stations and EMS stations. I see it in my area all the time. One of the Pokestops that I almost never play, unless my gotcha spins it, is at the fire station at Station 8 in Rockdale County. Because it's literally in the exit of where the fire trucks have to come out. And if I were to pull into the civilian area where I could park my car, you can't reach. Even with the expansion, you could not really reach the um, pokey stop is in a very, very weird space. So finishing up the letter here with how diverse and unique members of the Pokemon community are. This is likely only a small handful of examples of the way in which the increased interaction radius helped us enjoy the game to a greater extent. As mentioned in the November 19th, 2020 blog update for Pokemon Go, trainers were given the impression that incre- that this increased Pokestop interaction radius would be made permanent. With the quote here, some of these changes will remain implemented for the foreseeable future, such as the ability to raid remotely, change to the Go Battle League, and the increased distance at which you can spend photo discs at gyms and Pokestops. End quote. The removal of this feature will and is impacting the community in countless negative ways. One of the three pillars of Niantic's core philosophy are, as communicated by the founder of CEO John Hankey, is exploration. Mr. Hankey, exploration and the desire to explore was never negatively impacted by the increased Pokestop interaction radius. The thing negatively impacting exploration is a global pandemic. We request the increased interaction radius remain permanent 
quality of life change in Pokemon Go. We understand that changes like this take time to discuss internally and therefore look forward to your reply by close of business Monday, the 9th of August, 2021. Your respectfully Pokemon Go community. So, uh, before we get into some of the other responses, this is a really well written letter. This is how you go about trying to get change to happen instead of all the threats and the road tears and the ugliness and the, the crap. This is smart. Uh, how do you argue with this, Joe? I mean, this has all the positive beneficial effects and even the quote of you basically said this would be made permanent and then you changed it. And here's how you're negatively affecting everybody so i like this at first i was going to thought i thought i might find some disagreement with it i'm not i like this whole letter so joe take it away when you think about it how does this negatively impact niantic if they keep the increased distance it i guess it could reduce some of their um sales of pokeballs by, by leaving the increased distance. But at the same time, they have made so much money on raid passes that it, that they're on the remote raid passes that it really, they're, it's, it's a pittance. Like that's nothing compared to how much they're making off the remote raid passes. And, um, yeah, I, I agree with Rock Eddie that that will probably be what Niantic does. Niantic's MO is yeah. whatever they disagree with or whatever the community wants, they they really don't care. Yes. Um, they, they when it comes to to player feedback, they we've we've said it multiple multiple times. They at their core are not really a gaming company. No. They they make a game, but their focus is not actually gaming. Their focus is technology, specifically AR technology. Yes. They are just using us as a way to finance <laughs> what they really want to do. To, to be completely honest, they don't they don't really care about the gaming aspect unless it impacts their bottom line which this doesn't impact their bottom line much as far as if they were to increase it and so that's what's also kind of frustrating in that degree is there's not a huge reason for them not to do this because it would make a lot of people happy and it would stop these random calls for boycotts. A lot of the, like this goes on to list, I don't know, a couple dozen different uh, people in the, um, in the career community. And in what the, it is, in the community. I, I clicked on a few. The, this is where they're sharing it. They're sharing this exact letter. That's what these like, these links are. Yeah. And, and some of these people are, are known names and some of these I've never heard of. Sure. Um, but a lot, a lot of these are YouTubers or people like uh, Leak Duck, who makes, uh, who has his own website and makes the infographics and whatnot, and um, and things like that. And so it's it's a lot of people 
probably about half these people I've never heard of to be completely. Blunt. And that's okay. I mean, it's not about whether I know you're not making that point, but it really isn't about whether we've heard of them or not. It's that somewhere, somehow they are influencers and they're lending their voice to something that they, they believe in. Yes. Yep. And, and so at the end of the day, I think it would benefit Niantic to increase, to, to make it back to how it was. I think that would be the smart decision from a PR standpoint, but I wouldn't be surprised if Niantic just completely ignored it um, to be, com- to, to be completely honest. We will have to wait and see. Cause we do yeah. actually have a post here with um, some numbers uh, based on how much they made last month. And so some of these boycotts, if it's hitting the wallet, because a lot of these people, um, for instance, um, Brandon Tan. I don't know if you recognize that name. A little bit, yeah. So he, last I heard, and it may have changed, last I heard, he is the the player with the most experience on his account. Like actual XP. Total XP. He had, last I heard, he has the most of any player. And that's because he's been keeping incense and lucky egg and like all kinds of stuff going basically all the time. He put out a tweet that said, I'm not doing that anymore until, until Niantic puts us back to how it was. I am, I am no longer using any of these quote unquote premium items. So yeah, um, school school of rock Eddie says mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Tan is roughly level fifty times thirty. The, yeah, that's a lot of experience. Um, now, uh, before we get into your boycott, something I want to be very very clear about because that's my thing is clarity and words mean things. Because I, I see here, and this is on a self road official Reddit page, uh, Manimal the mod says we do not typically allow boycott posts or petitions but due to the scale and impact of this we're making an exception this is at the bottom of the letter this is the first pinned response because it's the mod right sticky comment rather uh so this is off that letter i just read please keep the discussion civil if you see any disrespectful comments please report them and move on and the reason i want to talk about that is this is not a boycott or petition at all there a petition is asking you to sign and lend your voice to something this does not ask for that of course they want you to share that if you agree with that most people are going to this again this is truly how you affect change because people who agree with it people go yes that represents me will share it without being asked so it's not a petition at no point do they call to action and say stop playing the game in this letter, I'm being very specific. In this letter, stop playing the game. Know that. So it's not a boycott. So I, th- I I'm a little wary that that they felt the need to uh, uh, post that. We don't typically allow boycotts or posts. Well, and and the reason is because a lot of these people in their personal feeds are sure. calling for boycotts. But that then that's so. that's where the problem. And this kind of led into the the conversation Joe you and I had before the show with some other stuff is. We as a human society need to stop smearing and adding and blending everything together. This is a specific letter 
that was written by in collaboration for asking for specific change and not calling for any kind of boycotts or shutdowns or anything like that. But so the fact that even though some of these people have probably asked for that, like you said, have asked for that in their personal stuff, that's not this. So I think we need to take that breath back to, to show different things. Now, with that being said, if you want to boycott, that is your choice. And I'll tell you why we're not, or why, yeah, basically why we're not in a minute. I'll speak for Joe a little bit too. But School of Rock Eddie says uh, they don't want to hear our opinions. They're making so much money, our opinions don't matter. And the players in my community have been boycotting the game for the past week. I, this is Rock Eddie. I haven't played in six days, which I know is a lot for him. And that can also bring change. I am not against a boycott. What I am going to say is corporations like Niantic have a very false sense of truth. And that false sense of truth is if we say we're sorry or if we just cordy fingers give in and expand this back, we're admitting we did wrong. And now that's going to open us up to lawsuits. And now that's going to be a minutes of guilt. And now that's going to mean everybody in the community is always going to yell at us to get whatever they want. They add so much to it. And there's a degree of pride there, too. And, there, and there's a degree of pride. And none of it's right. None of it's right. When I go to hire somebody at my company, I literally start telling them, we believe in please and thank you and I'm sorry because I am sorry is never an minutes of guilt. I'm sorry is that human connection that sometimes people need to hear that. I'm sorry can be a taking responsibility. That it could go, we are sorry. We, we did say we were going to keep it permanent. We should have kept it permanent. We're listening to you. But they won't because big corporations like this typically believe that any minutes of guilt could open us up to lawsuits and make us vulnerable. And the lawyers are just screaming, don't do it, amongst many other reasons that we've listened, talked about, and not talked about here. Um, Weird Tigger 27 says, I'm getting frustrated with the tightening Pokestop distances. I swear it's smaller than it used to be where I work. It's making me want to stop playing. And that can be perception without proof and i say it this way joe because you just said the numbers right it went from 80 to 40 it was 40 before so technically on paper it was what it was before well the- so let me clarify i guess it's assume everyone has assumed it was 40 before because we didn't actually have the numbers oh, now, we, now okay. we have the hard numbers well and that's the thing that's the without proof i was giving and i'm not knocking you weird tigger at all uh you're just weird it's okay uh, <laughs> but the perception without proof is we okay that even proves my point we didn't know what the numbers are so we can't say it's there and without the ability to somehow attach a device or figure it out or measure it to say oh no it's actually shorter at this stop than that stop it's hard to say, but does that matter? No, no, it doesn't. Cause if you feel like it's harder and harder to play the game, you're not going to play the game anymore and you're going to put it down. So by all means, there's no negation on my part of what you're saying. Um, now, Joe, I'll, I, I want you to correct me if you have a little different take on this, but here's why we won't boycott. If we boycott this game, there's no more show. Most of the reason I play the game, as I talked about the other week, community, and the show, because that's the bigger, that's my touchstone to the community on a bigger, larger, every week scale. Uh, Barry, you know, Barry wrote that is the highlight of his year. It's one of the highlights of my year that Joe came in. Barry came in. I'll get to see Joe again in less than a month for Dragon Con. And then it's another half a year to a you know, year later before I'll see Joe again, probably. You know, Barry, I get to see maybe once or twice a year, depending on his travel schedules. 
if we, for me personally, if I boycott this game, what am I going to talk about on the show next week? And if I don't have the show, I don't have the community. And that's why I, I am not going to do it right now because I have nothing left if I boycott it. But Joe, what's your take? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not planning on boycotting the game. Um, to be honest, the amount that you and I put into the game is drops in the bucket compared to right. There is that too. Someone like Brandon Tan or, or some of these other big YouTubers. Um, but uh, I don't, I I don't fault anyone for wanting to boycott either. Um, and I'm just, with you. Yes, and I stand with Rock Eddie, and I stand with everybody who does what they believe they need to do. And I hope we do get change from it. Yeah. Well, and it seems like a very weird time to change it too, because they're coming off of probably what is what will be their best earning month in the entire year. And then they want to upset the community. And so it, like, obviously they, they don't, their goal likely isn't upsetting the community, but they had, they had to have realized there was going to be backlash. I mean, people were already talking about, all kinds, basically all of this ever since they said they were, we've known for a few weeks that they were planning on getting rid of this. And so, yeah, but I think everybody kind of did the, the, the held out hope that nah, nah, they're, they're not going to do that. Nah, that can't happen. Uh, oh, you'll be honest with you. Kind of like when COVID first started and people were like, wait a minute, what, what, what's going on here? And the whispers and the things of shutdowns and lockdowns and isolation started coming around. They were like, nah, nah, I can't. That never will happen. And then it did. Right. Um, not that these are equal, uh, but it is a similar mentality there. Um, and now here's something else uh, that Weird Tigger says, and this is what I want to throw out to our community. So this is our discussion of the week, if you don't mind, Joe, because Joe usually yeah, comes go for it. Uh, Weird Tigger says, I won't stop listening. I still listen to the instance, and I stopped playing WoW about two years ago. And I think there's a lot of people who tune in, not because, not necessarily because it's Pokemon Go, but because of you and I and how we talk about things. So the discussion of the week is, if Joe and I didn't talk about Pokemon Go every week on this show, because it's called Pokemon Go Podcast, I mean, he and I could talk about all kind of stuff, but I'm asking you as a listener, and Joe, I'm asking you specifically, and I'll bring an answer, what would we discuss in its place, you know, you know, I mean, we could, I'm not getting in touch rebranding or calling it something different. I'm just talking about in general. If you tune in to hear Joe and I hang out and talk, what is it that would get your interest? So that's my discussion of the week there. Um, okay. So how I'm going to phrase this on the discord and correct me if I'm, if this is yeah. how you want it. So if we added more topics to the show besides Pokemon go, what would you like us to discuss? All right. We don't know, not even add more topics. If if we boycotted the game and stopped talking Pokemon, what topics would you tune in and listen to? I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it. So, um, 
Mr. Tambourine 19 says a really good point here. Uh, I think the community was just hoping for a response. Either yay or nay would have been nice, which we are still Monday. I mean, as of this recording, it's Thursday the 5th. So according to the letter, they're hoping for a response at the close of business on Monday, which would probably be Joe and I both are Eastern time. So for us, that'd be 8, 9 o'clock-ish because Niantic's out in California. For the rest of the world, it's it's obviously different depending on your time zones. But when you say close of business and you're asking for a response, it has to be, in my opinion, based on the close of business for that company's location. Um, I just, I think we're all are hoping. And let's be real. This could break the game. It it could. You, it's not that they changed the distance. Oh, yeah, surely. Bah, distance isn't going to change the game. It's not that. It's that the community has been pushed to the brink of having, having enough. This could be that catalyst for the community as a whole to go, we're out. Because I'm telling you, we would not lead a boycott. We we would just kind of pivot and do something different. Joe and I would, as we're talking about maybe, you know, Always playing for the future, right? Because if we don't have, as it stands right this second, if we don't have Pokemon to talk about, we don't have a show to do, we don't have a reason to get together on Thursday nights, things fall apart. But the community as a whole can be like, there's tons of other games to go play. There's tons of other Pokemon stuff. They can go back to playing Pokemon on the Switch or on the Game Boy Advance or on the... uh I know there's tons of rip-off sites that you can play it on, on the internet, right? You can play the emulators. Niantic has competition. Well, and especially with Pokemon Unite just having come out, a lot of the a lot of these YouTubers, in fact, a lot of these influencers, that's what they're doing right now. They are completely ignoring Pokemon Go and they are playing Pokemon Unite. You know? Um We'll figure it out. I mean, for the show, we'll figure it out. For the game, this is where Niantic I feel like we have to, to leave figure it. that out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have to figure that out for yourself. Is this going to stop you playing? Um, and I have not experienced. No, that's not true. I did experience it some. I, I did. Kinda, I didn't put two and two together till right now. But uh, I, you know, I've got the gotcha right, and I'm using it, and I noticed. What's today? Uh, Thursday. So I think, I'm not sure when this kicked in. So you know me. I am the filthy casual. I don't pay attention to everything. So it could have been, it just started today. It could have been started last Sunday. I don't know. But I have noticed sometime this week in that peripheral going, huh, I figured I'd have more Pokeballs by now because I turned it on and I drove to work. And then I drove around here and I drove around there. So I guess I am starting to see personally the effect of the changes because my my pokeballs are still sitting at 16 and that's what it was this morning when i turned on my gotcha and i drive past a good half dozen to a dozen pokestops that normally it would have spun for me and i would have had double or triple that by the time i got to work you know so does that make me want to quit the game not necessarily but doesn't entice me to make to play more so figure out is this for you or not for you? Maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a spinoff show of uh, Joe Charles and the Cheeky, not from Nashville, and we just talk about. <laughs> Although he'd have to do that voice for an hour. I don't know if he wants to do that <laughs> at two in the morning. So, um, if you have any other thoughts <laughs> on it, Joe, go ahead. Otherwise, I think we can uh, 
roll on here. Well, and it makes it almost feel, and they may have been planning this from the get-go, but it almost feels like the unlock three they pivoted on. Um, so the uh, the unlock three, we've got some some data here. They're the announcement of it. Um, they're using Hoopa as a uh, a means to bring in Pokemon out of schedule ish. Um, so they're they're bringing in Gen eight Pokemon, which is very weird because they haven't released a ton of Pokemon from other generations. Right. right. They haven't released Generation 7 at all. There's a ton of Pokemon from Generation 6 that are still missing. There's 33 that are missing there. Um, but, you know, just like uh, Dennis was saying, even go back to Generation 3. I mentioned Kecleon earlier on. Kecleon is still missing. And for the life of me, I have no idea why. Did Niantic just forget about Kecleon? Right. But yeah, so Kecleon is missing. There's there's a ton of other people of other Pokemon missing. And they jump ahead to Gen 8. And I wonder if they're trying to piggyback off of people who are loving Gen 8. Uh, and so they're like, "Hey, let's release you." Yeah, maybe that yeah. is. You, you could be onto something. Wag, let the tail wag the dog. Right, distractions is what we're talking about there. Of, hey, the newest game on the Switch that's very popular. Let's bring those in right now, so everybody kind of sees together and ties ties it together. You, you might be onto something there, Joe. Well, and with the Pokemon specifically that they are featuring with Swovit. And Wulu, Wulu got a lot of buzz when Gen 8 first came out. Um, Wulu is a little sheep Pokemon. Um, and uh, Wulu, a lot of people were like, oh, Wulu's going to evolve into a wolf. It's going to be a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. That didn't happen. But um, Wulu got a lot, of, a lot of buzz when it first came out. And then they picked Swovit. Swovit is going to be coming out as well, and Swovit is um, featured very heavily in the newest uh, run of the anime. There's a character in in the newest run called Go, G-O-H, Go, and he's got a Swovit. And my kids, my kids have been loving the the newest season okay and they they like swovit and so i it it just feels like this is kind of a like you said a distraction they're trying to to distract people from what they're taking away by saying hey look at what you're getting yeah um yeah i did say i wanted to leave it and let you have the last word but i just read the next article which ties to this 
um, which I love how you, you put those together. Uh, the quote at the bottom, this is from The Guardian and, and this and that, but the quote at the bottom, uh, this is one Pokemon Go influencer, Zoe, two dots, even called for a boycott of the game. I know for myself, this is her quote. I know for myself personally, I'm just straight up not spending the money in the game going forward until they address it publicly, end quote, she said in YouTube post. That, that's also a little bit of the problem I have personally with boycotts. What does it mean to you? Some people means like, like uh, School of Rock Eddie. His community does not play the game at all, which is a true boycott. Not only have they seen the money fall off, they're seeing high-ranking players drop off and stop playing. That makes a bigger impact, I think. But even when you have an influencer, she's still going to play. She's still going to be an influencer. She's probably doing other things, I imagine. But not spending money in the game, yes, is a type of boycott. And yes, hurting the bottom dollar is how you get somebody's attention. Is it enough? I don't know. And then there's not a clear, unified, what do we want out of this? Do we want them just to respond? Or do you want them to actually do something in the game? And the answer is, uh, who knows? So, again, I mean, you, you got to figure out for yourself. Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, Joe, yeah, do you want to talk about the revenues? Go ahead and do your thought. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I want. I wanted yeah. to talk about how just realistically how big of revenue they got out of Go Fest. Um, and so this is coming to us from Sensor Tower. Um, they, uh, we've used them as sources in the past. They, they look into a lot of the revenue reported from apps. And so Niantic Labs uh, reportedly made $100 million in July from Pokemon Go with over $20 million from GoFest alone. And yeah. so, yeah, that is huge. So, and then they, they have some comparison for AR slash geolocation titles. Um, so the Witcher Monster Slayer made over 700,000 in July. Uh, but then again, it, it also launched at the end of July, July 21st. And, uh, and then Jurassic World, I didn't even realize that that was still going on. <laughs> Jurassic World uh, made about 2 million. Yeah, um, and I'd be curious to see some other bigger uh, uh, comparisons, but that's the thing. You made a hundred million. I mean, Rocket Eddie's right. I mean, you made a hundred million in a month. They pretty much believe that they're gonna, uh, you know, that us, the community, is just gonna move on because that kind of money in that kind of tower makes you think you're impervious they and they might be i mean honestly maybe they don't make 100 million next month but i guarantee it's more than 10 million because there's lots of people in the world who don't necessarily pay attention or care or they might be well, new coming in because of all the new stuff that there are i guarantee you they got ads geared up ready to go right now for when they launch those new pokemon you were just talking about to hit the TV with them, and then your kids will see it, and my kids will see it, and other people will see it, and like, oh, that looks fancy, and they'll just jump in, and they won't care about not because they won't know about the distances and how this company doesn't listen. I guess is a good point there. Yeah. Well, I was kind of flip it in uh, in Discord a little bit. Um, Zenzalu was mentioning um, the boycotts in the Discord, uh, and he didn't actually even realize why they were why people were boycotting. He, he hasn't been keeping up with any, everything. And I, I was being kind of flippant, but I, I was like, I bet about half of the players 
don't even realize that it was reduced. Like they might realize something's off. Right. But they don't realize And even if they do realize it's reduced, they're not going to realize that, um, uh, that, that there's a boycott even going on. And yes. like, I, I would wager the the amount of people that know that the boycott is even going on, maybe maybe a third of the players, maybe. And that and that, but see, and that's I think the that's beauty generous. of it, right? That's the beauty of it. Now we talk about those things. We're helping spread the word. We're educating. We're giving opinions. Uh, but the real beauty of it is, if your game doesn't feel like fun, it doesn't matter if the main community or or influencers are boycotting and people don't know about it. People are gonna go. Eh, I thought this would be cool because I can get these ones for Pokemon Shield and Sword, but it's it's really too much work and no fun. Because let me be honest, the people that are gonna come in because of Zacchion and you know the others that you named, and even Hoopla, Hoopla, Zamazenta, yeah, you know Zelda Senta, whatever. Uh, <laughs> um, they're not gonna. They're not gonna care about the hardcore playing. They're gonna be the me's of the world. Like, ooh, that looked cool. Let me jump in. And yeah, they might dump in some money right now to get the extra balls, or whatever. But they're not gonna be the long term people. The people that carry this game are the hardcore players, the Terry Wolves of the world, the the Nolties, the the uh, School of Rocketties, right? And the influencers, you know. These are the hardcore people that carry the game forward. And if they have changed the tone of how they do it and they change how they want to do it, man, dude, even having this discussion, I'm sad now. You know, this, this that's the title of the show. I'm sad now because I'm excited about all new stuff. Normally, these kind of announcements, I'm hyped, man. Look at all this cool new stuff. Look at the the Power Ranger ponies that are coming. You know, look look at who all, yeah, right. Ponies. Look at all the that's me, right? That's the thing. I, I, I and I'm just like, I'm, I, it's not because oh, there's a boycott and take it away. No, it's because the truth is. I can't just be hype. I can't just have fun. It's all of a sudden. Now there's some serious crap going on. And eh, will this change the game enough for me? No, because I stick with it because of the community in the show. And until the community, you watching live on twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go podcast, you listening on the podcast, anchor.fm slash Pokemon Go podcast, you know, you or why I'm here. And again, we asked that question. What would you listen to? What would you want to discuss? Geekdom? Uh, what's not niche? Um, nostalgia. Nostalgia fandom. You know, we can still talk Pokemon. Joe could take me from generation one and educate the crap out of me on the games. I could rent them or play a little bit, give some newbie feedback. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff we could do, even just in this genre of Pokemon. I want to be fun. That's what I want. I want to have fun. I want to be fun. And this kind of behavior on the part of the game takes the fun away from me. Yeah. So. In general, I don't really like uh, getting mixed up in controversies. But, and it's not really controversy. Well, it's bad behavior. Drama. Really. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, it's, it's a game openly being anti-consumer. That might not be the right phrase. But anti-player base. Yeah. You know, and we do have one high point. It's not all 
sad news. Uh, Brian Ibbett, and I don't, I don't think he discovered it. I think he shared it for something else, but Brian Ibbett shared it with us today. It's brilliant. Uh, Joe, since you had to talk a lot about the bad stuff, why don't you share the fun <laughs> moment here? Uh, yeah, so I'm sure that a lot of people are already doing this. Um, but one thing that his community has started doing when they're organizing raids is having people um, post their their game name and saying that they're in on the raid. And then you can just take that those game names, separate them with commas, and use that as your search so that when you're looking for friends to invite to raids, you just copy paste, boom, there's the people that you're inviting to the game. Um, and so if I to show that here on um, the Discord, you can do the same thing or on the Discord on the stream. You can do that with the um, with your with your friends list. So and you don't have to type in the entire name. Like I just put one rock for one rock god of pod. Yeah. Um, and then cover for Coverville. Um, and let's say Mr. Tambourine's here in chat. So Mr. Tam and bam, done. There's three people They're They're there. And you can do that same thing. Um, when, when you're trying to invite people to raids that way, you're a little bit faster on sending out those invites. Cause the, the lobby, we all know it's definitely not long enough. Um, yeah. So yeah. Oh man, so I missed a really paste. good one. Um, it was um, one of the golems um, that I don't have, and it was really cool. Ooh, what's that? I just missed the lobby by the time I saw the invite and clicked on it and got loaded up and all that. Um, so that's a very cool thing. Something that's 50-50 for me is this last one that kind of relates to that, but it's adding Pokemon Go friends from your contact list. I'm yeah. always, from a security standpoint and a privacy standpoint, I'm always hesitant to share my contacts with any game or mostly any app. So, yes, in the game now, trainers can add friends directly from their contact list. And essentially, it lets Niantic import your contact list. Let me tell you. Yeah, I said no to that. I right said away no to when that, too, up. because it's it's... It's too easy for, because what they're doing is building a list. And there's nothing wrong with that, but they're literally building a contact list off of your submitted contacts because you're willingly giving it to them. Is there anything wrong with that? No, but it's a marketing thing. And that makes more money for them. They can sell those lists legally. They can sell those contact lists. Uh, they can't necessarily do certain things like just invite people to the game without you hitting the button. And I'm not saying they're doing this maliciously. I am saying, especially when it's a company that does not listen to the community on how to play. And I'm not saying little throwing fits, but when that, that letter says it all, the letter was great, was a, a, a company that proves that they don't, they're a little nose blind, like they can't smell the trash in the room and they're a little blind blind where they can't really pay attention and act like things are there. I don't really trust that kind of company with my data as much as they want it, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, no. I for basically every app that I go into, I I reduce privileges all the time. I go yeah. into I go into the app settings and I'm like, no, yeah, you don't need that. Especially like people uh, the apps that want to know your location. Like with Pokemon Go, I do have it set to where it can get my information whenever because they use it for the. Um, adventure sync uh but 
for most apps like Google Maps and stuff like that, like you can only know my location when I'm using the app. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually becoming more and more standard. I've only letting it remember for certain times, making things ask, and, and I get that. Uh, I want to say normally we're like, yeah, speak pipe. We'd love to hear your voices. I do appreciate that you and the community didn't load us down with a ton of speak pipe saying the same thing because there's only so much that can be said about being upset. We we are with you. Uh, but next, you know, next week, by all means, tell us. Tell us what you're thinking about actually doing. Are you actually like Rocketti? Are you actually stopping the game? Are you stop spending money? Are you considering maybe now putting down the game? Because it, it just, that perception changed. You know, tell us what you want to do personally. And that can be found at PokemonGoPodcast.com. Over on the, the right-hand side of the screen, when you go to our website, there's a tab that says uh, SpeakPipe. Leave us your message. Or you can email us. Just write, if you don't want your voice on the show, write us show at pokemon go podcast.com we'd love to hear i mean truly we want to hear what why you're here with the show what do you want to hear from the show and what you're going to do with the game if this doesn't matter to you that's fine say it doesn't matter we're, we're good with that if it changed something for you if you have questions write that or call it in we'd love to hear you reddit if you're a reddit person go to reddit.com slash r slash pokemon go podcast Facebook. Oh, I gotta do an, I do have an announcement about Facebook. Facebook, you can go Pokemon Go Podcast on Facebook. Go leave comments, make things. And I'm not sure what's broken, Joe. I tried to tag you the other night in this, but Facebook has a new feature that actually is podcasts. And no, yeah, a new you tab, did tag me. And we got in, so did you see it though? Yes. I wonder if it's because you're a fan of the page because I shared it and then my wife saw because she sees my personal stuff. So she sees where I shared it, but the post didn't show up. It said, well, maybe this was only sent to a small group or basically she didn't have access. So that part mm. seemed broken, but it pulls the show right into Facebook and you can listen. If you're a Facebook person and you like to do a lot of stuff there, you can listen to the podcast like you would watch a video and it'll go into the corner as you do your Facebook stuff. It's really cool. Uh, Twitter is a Pokemon Go Pod. As uh, Squid is a beast, likes to hit us up there, and we appreciate you, man. At Pokemon Go Pod, and of course, Twitch.tv slash Pokemon Go Podcast at eight o'clock Eastern Thursday nights, uh, pretty much every week. Uh, Joe, where can they find you on the web? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joseph underscore Ard. Where can they find you? Charles. Uh, anywhere but playing this game. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Charles McFall across social media. You can Google me, charlesmcfall.com, uh, at rockoutapod on Twitter. And um, I don't know, a lot of different things going on. I've got a new project I'll be able to announce uh, in a month or two. And in less than 30 days, Dragon Con, and in less than 12 hours, Atlanta Comic Con, where I get to moderate. <laughs> See, tomorrow I have Kevin Sorbo. Who is uh, Hercules? Okay. Right, right, right. And then Saturday, I get Mark Shepard, who is Crowley from Supernatural, and a lot of other great characters. And then on the Sunday, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on April O'Neil's in on the case. I got Judith Hogue, man. I get to moderate her, and it's going to be so good. Uh, so those are the three things I'm doing this weekend at Atlanta Comic Con. In a couple of weeks, I'll be at Southern Fried Gaming Expo. Um, and yes, I am wearing my mask and I am vitamining it up and I'm going to wash my hands and socially distance, but I will be there. Uh, but with all that being said, after we boycott ourselves, tune in next week to hear Joe say, 
What the hell do you do? 